You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Birds 365. Hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go. Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50 plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go. Let's go. Go. Welcome to a football Monday here, Eagle fans on Birds 365. You got Mac and Mac, John McMullen and Jody McDonald here to hang with you for the next two hours. Johnny Mac, it seems almost like old news. It seems like a while ago that the Eagles and the Jets were on the field at Lincoln Financial Field. And we've now had a couple of days to take in further how the game played itself out. Shoot, the Eagles got to practice in yesterday. So almost feel like we're in catch-up mode. But it's a good catch-up mode because their starters look pretty damn good in the game on Friday night against the Jets. Yeah, it's the best-case scenario for uh, Jody McDonald fans. You have the Eagles starters doing well, but the Jets win it in the end because of their better third, fourth-string quarterback situation. Just as, a, I, just as I predicted. Jim. A late, uh, well, except it was not Mike White who got the job done. Well, um, yeah. He got in there a little All bit right. earlier because that uh, Wilson is now headed for a surgery for the Jets. And the Eagles special teams allowed a 50-yard uh, kickoff return, which wasn't good. But uh, if you're an Eagle fan, you're looking at this as, how'd my ones do? And the ones did great. Jalen Hurts marching right down the field, touchdown 80 yards. Kaiser White steps in, picks off a pass, short field, 20 yards. You're blinking. It's 14 up. You got got settled in and got your third sip out of your drink, McMullen. Eagles were already up by two touchdowns. Yeah, and the starters were out. Bang, just like that after the sip of the drink. So, yeah, 14 nothing with the starters, essentially. The starters available. 
Jalen Hurts with the perfect passer rating, 158.3. You know, I, I got a kick out of it. It was our buddy Mike Sioski who asked uh, uh, Nick Sirianni after the game was kind of nitpicking about escaping the pocket too early. And Nick was like, you had a perfect passer rating. <laughs> uh, which, you know, and I explained it yesterday at 24-7 here on Jacob Media YouTube page. It's uh, it's better than the alternative, you know. It, it doesn't mean much, but it's better to be successful than not successful in a preseason environment. So, yeah, he, he Jalen played great. Kaiser White with the big play. Uh, and then they're out. And uh, they have some issues with depth, but everybody has issues with depth in the preseason. And especially when you don't have that third or fourth string quarterback that, that can't move the football, you know, Reed Sinet had a, has had a good camp, did not look good in the game. You, you know, who cares? Who cares at that point? Exactly. And uh, Mike Sealski's question aside, yes, Jalen Hurts took an unnecessary hit. And man, did uh, they come to his defense? My lot of running over and getting in Quinn and Williams' face. They got a couple of good shots on you. You were at the game, so you may or may not have seen it uh, in your peripheral vision. Uh, they caught him on the sidelines, and if you could read his lips, none too pleased with the Quinn and Williams out of bounds hit yeah. early on. It was Quincy. Not don't blame Quinn. It was Quincy. Oh, it's Quincy. Okay, yeah, my bad. It was Quincy. Um. Yeah, Nick Sirianni, that was my first question to him. He was pictured, you know, giving the FU to Robert Sala, essentially. And those two are good friends. And I know that from last year when they had the joint practices, they were all buddy-buddy. Um, and he walked it back to, after the game as well he should have. It was the heat of the moment. I was going to say, uh, as he should have. Yeah, the, as he The should guy have. made a stupid play. There wasn't I, really intent yeah. to injure there. It wasn't like he was trying to wipe out Jalen Hurts. No, and, 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 and to blame it on Salah is even worse. I mean, you know, you do your best you can. That's like, we don't, we don't blame Nick Sirianni for the dumb Derek Barnett penalty. Well, some people do, but most people don't. Um, and Salah himself calls it called it egregiously awful after the game. So what more can you do as a head coach? And he walked it back, and he should have. Um, yeah, sometimes you get lucky, Jody. I mean, that's that's what we're talking about. Legislate. Look what happens in that game. You got the cheapest of cheap hits, right? Jalen Hurts pops right up. Nothing. Zach Wilson makes a play, and, and bang, he hurts his knee. You know, he, he gets around the Kobe Dean, should have ran out of bounds, tried to get some extra yardage in the stupid preseason game. And, you know, hopefully hopefully it's not as bad as it could have been. It's already not as bad as it could have been. But, you know, he might not be back for the start of the regular season. That's what I'm talking about, legislating injuries. Waste of time. Waste of freaking time. You can't do it, but uh, to the Eagles' credit, and I'm going to give him a little credit here because uh, at least I have questioned him as much as I have about the intensity of practices since uh, the camp reopened up. They got a lot of players into the game, Johnny Mack. There are a bunch of guys who didn't practice the previous practice before the game, so you knew they weren't going to be playing in the game. But they got a lot of guys in. They got a lot of snaps in for guys. Uh, to give them both the uh, evaluative purposes and give guys chances. 
Um, I thought that they would be more protective of their guys. They got their starters in there. We won series. It was a great series. All right, now guess what? Have a seat, guys. But I thought they actually handled it uh, really well for the first game and got the results they wanted. Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm not sure <laughs> what one series does for anybody, except maybe give them a little bit of confidence. So, is it better than no series? Yeah, I don't even know at this point because you can get what happened with 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 Zach Wilson can happen to you at any time. So, you know, again, you can't you can't legislate that stuff. So I'm at the point where, look, I'm an old school guy, and if it were the old environment, I would say prepare as much as you can. I'd be with you in that category, but you can't. So now I'm at the point more towards the Eagles where I tilt towards. Yeah, if you're going to play guys six plays, you might as well not play them at all. Uh, so I, that's sort of where we are. And that's the NFL as a whole, not just the Eagles. And there were plenty of teams that didn't – you saw it all over this weekend with 20 guys not playing, quarterbacks not playing. That's the way the NFL as a whole is going. And, and, and pretty much, you know, the Eagles are not alone is what I'm trying to say. No, they are not. Uh, I did. I watched – and and kudos to the NFL Network, and I know what else are they going to do, uh, show re-airs of stuff. Um, you, you turn on the NFL Network Saturday, Sunday, there's some game coming on. They're jumping from one game to another. Yeah, they're jumping into local broadcast. They re-aired the Eagles game after the Friday night. You can catch that on Saturday morning if you're watching, but uh, most of the action was live. If you're a football fanatic like you and I, it doesn't get any better than that because the the games are just there all day long for you to sink your teeth in to uh, starting on Friday with the Eagles. And then all day Saturday was phenomenal. Yes, I even had uh, Sunday football action, which was good. Um, but, yeah, we're concerned with what the Eagles did here. They did uh, look good on both their first teams, on both the offense and the defense, and that's the most important thing. But they did score that second touchdown uh, eight minutes into the football game and didn't score again until the fourth quarter. Uh, yeah, Gardner Minshew, I guess, moved them up and down the field a couple times, couldn't convert on a couple fourth downs. Reed Sinet was really not good uh, up until that last yeah. drive when he gave them. That the- was disappointing. But again, you know, I don't know how much you can expect. He looked pretty good in camp. You know, obviously they didn't give Carson Strong any reps, any playing time. But he didn't do much with it. So, you know, you see another team. There's a lot of factors that go into that. You know, third string, uh, second string, third string offensive linemen, wide receivers, tight ends, on and on and on. But he didn't play well. And clearly... um the Jets kid was much better, much more of a spark. Um, so, I'm, I mean, if you're down to your third quarterback anyway, you're screwed. I mean, let's be honest. But, uh, yeah, didn't look good. How do you think Minshew looked? He was all right. I, I, I know what Gardner Minshew is. He's a, he's a decent backup that if you need to play for a one, two, three-week span, you're probably, you know, in better shape than most teams. The longer he plays – the more he's going to get exposed. But, you know, he doesn't have a great arm, but he's got a lot of moxie. He's smart. He can make a play with his legs occasionally. He's a good backup quarterback. I'm, I don't have any problems with Gardner Minshew. 
Fair enough. One of the things I did like about Jalen's performance on Friday night was uh, you guys, and when I say you guys, I mean John and all the Eagle beat guys who were down there watching practice every single day and taking note of uh, how the Eagle offense looks. Uh, the majority of the reporting has gone something like this. Jalen Hurts to A.J. Brown. Jalen Hurts to <laughs> Devontae Smith. Jalen Hurts to A.J. Brown. Jalen Hurts to Dallas Goddard. Jalen Hurts to A.J. Brown. That uh, they're working on their chemistry. Throws the ball to Brown a lot. That's why they got Brown to not be a blocking wide receiver, but to make plays and catch the football. But that uh, those two have been in constant connection in the practices, maybe even to a level of worrisome uh, that uh, they they zero in on each other. He didn't complete one ball to A.J. Brown, didn't throw one ball to no. completed six passes, none of which went to A.J. Brown. That's a good sign, J-Mac. Uh, yeah, it is. He, he went where the ball should have gone, and you saw the A.J. Brown sort of take the coverage on the Dallas Goddard touchdown. So even though he wasn't uh, involved catching the football. He's still involved creating space for others. So, you know, that's part of it as well. It's what I talk about all the time with Jordan Davis on defense. You got to see a little bit of that. You know, a couple times the Jets put three blockers on him, which opens the door for other people. Um, same thing with A.J. Brown. They're following A.J. Brown. All of a sudden, Dallas Goddard has an, an, an open window. Um so, yeah, I mean, he's a good player. I don't think we have any questions about A.J. Brown. Um, I like the fact that Jalen Hurts um, took what was there and what was given to him instead of trying to force the football. Now, there's a big difference between January and Todd Bowles, who's game planning and trying to take away what you do best and – preseason where nobody's game planning for anything. Um, and that's what was uh, the atmosphere with the Jets. Um, but he played well, and it's better than the alternative. That's how I describe it. He played he played well against the vanilla defense. Then when you get to Detroit in week one, it'll probably be in the middle, right? They're going to be game plan. They're going to try to take away what he does well, but they don't have the talent of Todd Bowles in January. Uh, you know, they don't have Vita Vea. They don't have linebackers that can run all over the field. So there's going to be tests all along the way. He passed his first test with, with flying colors. What kind of grade would you give Miles Sanders for his first test? Got in, made a couple plays, got back out, part of that. Well, he caught uh, the football. That's good. Uh, That's two, good. Did not run it, but got two catches. Uh, which if you're a Miles Sanders fan, you you believe you can run the ball when they hand it to him, but yeah. uh, kind of a variable is how good is he going to be in the passing game. Um, of those six uh, passes that Hurts uh, threw, he was ready, willing, able to get it to Miles. I got to say that's a good uh, first performance for him too. Oh, sure. I mean, that that's the whole thing with Miles Sanders. I mean, you got to be honest. What was he? He, he played in all those eight snaps that the starters played. So obviously Kenny Gainwell wasn't available. So um, I don't know how it would have worked if they were trying to get the football to uh, the passing, the pass catching back, it might change things. But anytime Miles catches the football, it's a positive. I mean, that's been an issue. And yeah, we know he can run it. so, yeah, um, 
and 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 jumping the ball from both perspective. You know, uh, Jalen Hurts taking that little um, ability to the one was a screen, but taking the a little ability to drop it off to Miles Sanders and Jack Stoll. By the way, Jack Stoll over the Did middle. Did make a catch, all right, Jack. Yeah, with the first team, Jalen Hurts throwing the football over the middle to Jack Stoll. That's positive. That's very positive. And the other guy in the backfield who got a lot of work because you had no Kenny Gainwell, no Boston Scott. I thought Jason Hundley could, should have raised his hand and said, hey, how about I got a break here? Yeah. Everybody else is getting time off the field. Not me. I'm out here almost every single play. And you keep handing me the ball. Hey, he's he's fighting for his life, for his NFL life to try and get a job. They ran him into the ground. Yeah. I, I don't know if that was a positive for Jason Huntley. Because I don't think he showed up to where he needed to show up. Uh, I think the Eagles are going to keep four running backs, but that's a position where they might look at the waiver wire. That's how they picked up Jason Huntley back uh, a couple of years ago uh, from Detroit. He was a draft pick there. Uh, he, he had the one nice kickoff return. He is their best kickoff returner. But again, if Jalen Rager's here, he's going to be the returner. So I, I you know, where's that role? Um, I think there's a couple spots running back tight end safety. Maybe the Eagles will be looking um, whether it's waiver wire, whether it's that August trade that Howie Roseman is famous for, but you saw some of the, the depth issues and one of them was running back without, you know, remember Kenny Gainwell, as I said, didn't play Boston Scott didn't play. So you got a lot of Jason Huntley and, wasn't great. And uh, I guess one of the reasons why I'm bringing it up is because I'm with you. If you said you got to cut the roster down right now and it's got to be four running backs. I would think that Kennedy's got a better chance to make this team than Hundley right now. Agree or disagree. I, I, I don't like either of them right now uh, to make that four spot. And that's why I bring up the waiver wire. I, I think Kennedy will, will be here probably on the practice squad. Um, I still think they need a big back presence. Um, we'll see if they believe it. Maybe they think Jalen Hurts is their big back, but then we get back into the injury question. Right. Um, like Jalen can do it. There's no question he can do it, but how much do you want to put on their plate? Um, I, I, I put an asterisk next to that position and say, you know, maybe that fourth guy isn't here yet. Well, the Eagles made a couple of cuts yesterday. Uh, no real big surprise, uh, but give credit to our, if it turns out this way, our buddy at uh, Crossing Broad, uh, Kevin Kincaid, who hops on with us from time to time here on Birds 365, suggesting that by 4 p.m. tomorrow, which is the first official cut down uh, dateline, they uh, did release a couple of guys yesterday a guy who might be told his services are no longer needed between now and four o'clock tomorrow, JJ or Sega Whiteside, who didn't practice yesterday and they didn't designate an injury for the reason that he's missing practice. Uh, yeah. JJ is one of those guys we talk about how long will the Eagles cling to him just because of where he was drafted. And if you're cutting a guy after only three years <laughs> and he was a second round pick, doesn't look good on the general manager. 
looks uh, if this reporting is accurate and oh by the way jj jjor did nothing in the game on friday against the jets yeah that uh, we might be seeing the end of the jjor era here in town johnny Mike. yeah well when it's your fourth year and they change your position it's never a good sign Never, never a good sign. He barely played on offense. I thought, you know, because he's turned into a pretty good special teams player, they keep him just until the end and see what happens with – because they need help on special teams. They really do. Pretty much every aspect except Jake Elliott. But he wasn't going to make the team. So, And and that was a clear – once he moved to tight end, that was it. Well, we'll find out if that's the case between now and four o'clock tomorrow or a week later at four o'clock. Uh, but uh, trying to factor into the 53 man roster doesn't add up for Jay Jaw. What adds up for us on Bird Street 65 is trying to give you different opinions on the Philadelphia Eagles. You get McMullen and I every single day. Oh, we'll add another good opinion next. Our buddy from Bleeding Green Nation, Brandon Lee Gowton, jumps aboard here on Bird Street 65. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears.
Appreciate your being aboard here on Birds 365 on the day, uh, after the day, after the day of an Eagle win. Yeah, it's already a couple of days late, uh, but we're getting our first shot to give you our take on the Eagles game against the Jets' first preseason contest of the year. And to give us a helping hand is one of the best in town. If you're not uh, reading Bleeding Green Nation, how big an Eagle fan are you really? Uh, the editor thereof, our buddy Brandy Lee Gowton, jumps aboard with us here on Birds 365. BLG, I'm sorry I missed you at practice the other day. Uh, <laughs> did I did I miss you? Were you not there? I actually, I did. McMullen's giving me a hard time. He said, you're like a friggin' mayor. Because mm. I had to go around and shake everybody's hand to thank you guys for coming on our show. He sees you all the time. I don't. Where were you the other day? Oh, I'm easy to miss, Jody. You know, I'm only six I'm foot nine. Saying, if, I, if I had seen you, I know I would have gone up to you, big guy. <laughs> oh, man. Bigger BLG. surprise, BLG. Uh, first cuts, William Dunkel or Ali Faye? <laughs> I got to say, uh, I throughout training camp, uh, I feel like Bill, Billy D, as we called him on BGN Radio, um, it's been a tough go for him. I feel like he might yeah, be the worst player. Yeah. I feel bad. I don't. I'm trying not trying to no. pick on the guy. Just he looks overmatched out there. So that was that was less surprising for me. Billy uh, Dunkel, uh, JJ Arthega Whiteside. The rumors are swirling. Tried to get it from Chase Callahan. He wasn't giving it up, but mm. um, didn't show up at practice yesterday. You know, already the signs were there. I, as I mentioned before you came on, when they're changing your position in the fourth year of, of, of your contract as a second-round pick, that's not a good sign. I, I did think because of his value on special teams, they might keep him around for a while just in case. Doesn't look like it's the case. Um, what do you think? J.J. Ortega, Whiteside era. Give us your BLG take on that. My guess is that if you know they do end up cutting him before the deadline on Tuesday, they're kind of going to spin it as like a you know, hey, we're giving him some some time, some a chance time, to, yeah. to catch on with another team where he's just in a numbers crunch here. And certainly the Eagles listed him as what they're like six tight end on the depth chart. Yeah, that they issued you know, and he was just... working in the developmental periods, which was kind of an right. insult. But but by the way, and do also you think you somebody like... claims him on waivers, BLG. Do you think somebody hmm. goes down that route? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to guess no. Because um, even with, I forget his contract situation off the top of my head. He's going to be in his fourth year, right? So isn't there the, yeah. uh, the, the bonus? Last like, year of his rookie deal. Yeah. yeah, I just feel like you, you wouldn't even want to pay that much for that kind of right. player. I think you'd, um, but yeah, he only played eight snaps in the preseason game too. And they're all late in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Uh, he did play 15 special team snaps. So to your point, he was you know active there, but still um, very clearly just not, uh, fitting in uh i give him credit for last season for kind of like rebranding his game and being a special teams guy and blocking receiver but you know at some point that kind of usefulness runs out the eagles kind of have a, a, a souped up version of jj i think whiteside and yeah. zach pascal can actually catch the ball a bit all right blg the uh eagles were down a couple of backs in the game on friday night no uh boston's got no uh kenny gamewell so it kind of fell on chase to, to be the water bearer for this team and he got a lot of carries in kennedy brooks got a couple as well uh johnny mack suggesting that the eagles are going to get a fourth running back it's going to be from another team off the waiver wire uh, in agreement do you think kennedy brooks is going to be the guy who makes this team or are both of those guys uh roster fodder at best and will someone better show up on the waiver wire 
Yeah, I think they're going to keep looking at that position, whether it's, you know, waiver wire or, you know, a trade that doesn't cost a ton. But, you know, if there's the right value out there, um, they, they could use some more depth there for sure. Um, I thought Jason Huntley did some good things, but m- more so as a returner, really, you know, with his longest one going 43 yards, almost broke it all the way. Uh, I do think he is their, their best kick returner. I don't know if he's good enough offensively to really trust on the roster. So that's an issue. And then Kennedy Brooks, I think he's more of a practice squad at best kind of guy. I don't think he's done anything too special. Um, so yeah, they could easily be looking for another guy there. A couple other positions where I think that might be the case as well, Brandon, are tight end and safety. But I but I have to tell you, Noah Tungiai has mm-hmm. played so well that I've learned to pronounce his name, <laughs> which I did not do for what two how long, you know, between <laughs> he was here, then he went to Indy, then he came right. back. Just not noticeable. All of a sudden. Grant Calcaterra goes down, still down with that hamstring, and he's playing well. I think he might have a chance to make this football team. What do you think of Noah? Let me say it again, Tungiai. Yeah, I think he's on the bubble. He's making a lot of catches, um, been reliable for the backup quarterbacks, and tight end is one of those positions, I think, on the Eagles roster where you, you don't really feel great about the depth as you do as other positions. I mean, obviously, Goddard's great, but... Um, what do you really have behind him? And I think Stoll is going to make the team. They seem to like him. Um, you know, good run blocker in addition to, I think he's a capable receiver. I don't think he's a liability in that regard. Um, but yeah, then the third spot's interesting because you have Tyree Jackson still on the pup list. And I'm going to guess he's going to begin the season on that and miss at least four weeks, if not more. Um, so maybe you keep Tangiai in the meantime. And then, you know, after those four weeks or whatever it is, maybe you kind of switch them out and try to get them back on the practice squad or something. But at the same time, I don't know if they would really want to cut Calcaterra because he kind of he looked promising before he did get hurt. Yeah. Uh, so that's a, it's, a, it's a kind of a tough decision. I was going to say, um, if Calcaterra is not on the roster and he gets cut, do you think there's a team out there as a draft pick, later round draft pick, but a draft pick just the same? Do you think they run the fear of losing him? I think in general, like generally speaking, people worry too much about people getting claimed because you look at the numbers yes. and it's just it doesn't really add up that way and teams don't really like love doing that. But obviously there are going to be the, the cases where someone does end up getting claimed. I mean, Noah Tangi, I think we're talking Tungi. about. Yeah. He was he got picked up by the Colts a few years ago. So, um yeah, I I I do think it's possible. I don't know if that's likely, but I do think it, there's a there's a chance. Yeah um safety will go there as well that has been an interesting position to me because the eagles when jacquaski tart who's finally back uh was out for personal reasons um when he was gone uh, and even before he left uh they started cross training josiah scott now you see some <laughs> cross training when andre sassere as well from safety to slot corner does that tell you the Eagles are trying to find a spot for those two players or they're just throwing darts at the board, DLG? I think there's some kind of level of appreciation or investment, whatever you want to call it, in those players. I think 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, you know, Scott was ahead of Tart, I believe, like running yeah. the second team before Tart left. So that seems like a good sign to me. And the fact that he got a first team rep in Sunday's practice, or at least one, if not multiple. Reed Blankenship got a couple first <laughs> that's, team reps. That's interesting. Is, yeah. So, um, yeah. Undrafted rookie. So clearly, and that's why I say, all right, are they just rotating guys? Because this was ahead of Kayvon Wallace. The, what does it say about Kayvon? What does it say about Chikwaski? Um, Or is it real? Is it real that they're going to go in a different direction? Maybe try to get more athleticism at safety because that's sort of what they need. Yeah, I don't think Kayvon Wallace has really done enough to make the team. I mean, I feel like I would argue that Sachere in one training camp slash preseason, I think he did have a pass breakup or something too, or at least a really good tackle in the first preseason game. I think he's done more this summer than Kayvon Wallace really kind of ever has flashed in his entire career here. So I think he deserves to make the team. And in addition to being versatile, like you mentioned, being able to play at backup corner, uh, nickel corner, which he was last year, and then obviously kind of more so moving the safety this offseason and then really flashing on special teams as a gunner. Um, I think he just gives you more value. So I, I would I think that wouldn't be the right decision if they don't keep him around. Same question, I guess, like uh, Calcaterra. Kayvon Wallace, if you don't keep him on the 53, would he be a practice squad candidate for this team? Or do you just throw up your hands and go, all right, that was a swing and a miss. Sorry. Uh, if some other teams uh, wants to make a play for him for their practice squad, hmm. did the Eagles even uh, put up any kind of defense against that? Yeah, I think that's always an interesting kind of position. I think there's some players who might get uh, a little miffed, you know, the idea of getting cut and being like, you know, forget this. They cut me. I want to go to another team's practice squad if I can and feel like I can get a fresh start uh, as opposed to this team that clearly doesn't value me that much. Of course, the flip side is, okay, this team did draft me. Uh, I know the system. Maybe this, there's an injury or two, and then I get my chance, and I can kind of bide my time here. So it kind of, I think it depends on what the player, uh, how they're really feeling and what they think. Uh, but I do think there'd be, a, like, I think they would have, the team would have at least some interest in keeping him around on the practice squad, if not just on the roster outright. All right, we buried the lead, BLG. We have a perfect quarterback in Philadelphia, 158.3, baby. If you project that over a full game, it stays perfect. Uh, what do you take? What do you take from Jalen Hurts' performance in a, obviously a vanilla environment? Yeah, I think it's a stock up kind of showing, and that's a very you know, admittedly small sample size. Um, I, I think he did a lot of good things in terms of he made a play on the run, on the throw to Quez Watkins, first play of the game. He played in structure as well, got the ball out relatively quick, threw over in the middle of the field to the left side of the field, some of the things that he hasn't necessarily been great at. So not too many complaints. I did think he broke the pocket a bit early on the play. No, Nick's going to yell at you. He was <laughs> perfect. What do you want? I know, he, he, wants? Ta- I know he talked about that. Okay, yeah. but even so, no, I, um, I, 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 I do think. He broke it too early. You're right. <laughs> he broke it too early. And then he, even A.J. Brown said after the game, which Sirianni also didn't seem to like, that uh, you know A.J. Brown said that Hurts 
apparently on the sideline afterwards, you know, like, hey, slide there. Um, you know, don't take the hit going out of bounds. And, you know, Sir Gandhi defended him saying this sideline should protect him. But still, right. I know it is the preseason. Yeah. You could have just went down. And also, you weren't, it wasn't like he was fighting for the marker. He ran out of bounds for no gain. So yeah. it would have been fourth and five if he didn't get that penalty. And who knows if the Eagles convert that or whatever and, and how we're all talking about the outlook of this being different. Who knows? But for what he actually did, six to six, you know, I thought it was good. Well, if you believe uh, that some what some people believe that Quincy Williams was out to actually injure Jalen Hurts, he could have <laughs> slid and Quincy still could have got after him. A little bit of an overstatement there. It's a penalty. He got the penalty he was supposed to get. Everybody got up and they were fine. So uh, we can move on from that. I got to move on to give my partner credit here because he was right about Cam Jerkins. I suggested last Friday he may get the same treatment as all the other ones, get in, play a series, get the hell out, put him in bubble wrap because we don't know if Jason Kelsey is going to be back for the opener or shortly thereafter. Um no, they, they let uh, Jurgens go to work after all of his mates along the offensive line were well out of the game. He was still in there doing the job, and he looked pretty damn good for a first-ever NFL-type game. Well, again, got to give Howie Roseman credit. He has filled a need. It's backup center. It's not a priority, but uh, backups can become starters in the blink of an eye, as we're seeing with the possibility with the uh, Kelsey injury. Sam, I uh, think Jurgens continues to get reps throughout the preseason just because he's a rookie, or at what point does the coach go, all right, no, I got to I gotta put this guy aside just in case? Well, I think they might dial it back a little bit if he's, you know, he just continues to look good, and it's like, okay, what's more to see here? We kind of know what the deal is, and, um, you know, Kelsey's outlook maybe isn't looking necessarily uh, like totally guaranteed week one. You know, maybe he kind of pulled back on him a little bit. But, yeah, he did look good. I mean, honestly, I don't think he wanted to come out of the game. He looked like he was having fun out the way out there, the way he was just hitting people and and getting out in space. So I think really encouraging performance from Cam Jurgens. It's just to me, it's just like a little, it's a little frustrating from the standpoint of like how many how many teams have like two players who you feel like could be quality starting centers, yeah. especially as injuries are going around the league. And I'm not trying to be, you know, suggest the sacrilegious here and say they should trade like Jason Kelsey or just trade a guy they drafted in the second round. But it's just kind of funny. Like when you look historically at centers who are drafted on like day one, day two, they don't just sit for a year. So it's kind of a weird situation. Yeah. But, you know, the same thing happened last year with Landon Dickerson. You know, everybody called him a luxury pick and all of a sudden he's needed. Who knows with Cam mm-hmm. Jurgens? And that's the old saying, you know, today's luxury is tomorrow's necessity. And if Jason Kelsey, from all indications, Lane Johnson let the cat out of the bag. Like he's told his friends, he, this is it. So, you know, they need a, a center moving forward. That might turn out to be a seamless transition. I'm not going to say Cam Jurgens is Jason Kelsey, but right. um, he's got a lot of upside. So maybe it's a, a little bit of a smarter pick than, than we all realized uh, when the Eagles made it. I want to talk about the smartest pick of all. And that was Jordan Davis. We got a little taste of Jordan Davis and just his presence and what it does for everybody else. And it starts with Nicobe Dean. Nicobe was probably upset. Not probably. He was upset. They thought he was going to be a first round pick, ends up falling to the third round. Might have been the best thing that ever happened to him because he ends up in the same place as Jordan Davis again. This guy keeps blockers off linebackers. It is unbelievable. I, I don't know if people are going to realize how important that is, but it is important. 
And this team, I I think they're going to be ecstatic with Jordan Davis. My too hyped up, Brandon. I don't think you're too hyped up. I mean, he was the guy I thought the Eagles should draft if Jamison Williams especially wasn't available on the board, and he wasn't. Um, And, you know, some people questioned the trade-up at the time, but, I mean, (laughs) I think they got – an extremely incredibly elite level athleticism. And that's just not one of these players who, you know, they test well, but you don't really show it or see it show up in the tape. No, I mean, you see, you see Jordan Davis being very active in his movement out there. Uh, obviously the play where he kind of, he didn't finish the tackle on the Jets running back, but he really disrupted it. And then the Kobe Dean, who you mentioned came yeah. in and cleaned that up. That was a, a big highlight that was going around. And I think we're going to see more of that. He's going to be disruptive there. You know, are the is he going to be a double digit sack guy? Probably not, but I don't think that's really going to come close to uh, reflecting his value that he has as a disruptive player in the middle there, someone who can kind of can, can just constantly get in the backfield and kind of blow up what the other team is trying to do. Another guy who I thought looked good on defense, and uh, yeah, I was a little surprised by it because he's been marginal uh, since he got here later on draft pick, but uh, Teron Jackson. Mm. He is another one of the Eagle players who's one injury away from being a key contributor or at least being asked <laughs> to be a key contributor. He flashed a little bit for me the other night, seemed to be getting to the ball quickly and making plays. Um, <clears throat> what do you think his status on the team is right now? I think he's had a really good training camp. I mean, he's he's been getting to the quarterback quite a bit. Um, you know, I, I almost want to see him get some some reps against like, starting offensive line time to time just to see, you know, how, how he's going to fare against them, but against the backups, he's been doing really good. I, you know, he's, he's down the depth chart a little bit, but think about how the Eagles rotated their pass rushers last year. And Ryan Kerrigan didn't play this huge role and obviously was not very productive at all until the playoff game. Um, but like, so if you're having that same kind of or similar kind of setup where you're going to have this fourth defensive end, who's going to play a ton, but it's going to play a little bit. Um, it'd be nice to have that guy actually do some things. And I think Teron Jackson can be a significant upgrade on what Ryan Kerrigan gave the Eagles last year, which was not much of all yeah. or very much at yeah. all. So I, I do surprise Ryan, uh, uh, retired as a commander slash Washington football team slash name. We do not speak of instead of Eagle. Uh, now he, he was not very effective here. You're right. Teron Jackson has had a good camp. I want to. I wanted to get Michael Buffer for this question, but oh, I couldn't. Man. So, from the fighting city of Philadelphia, Andre Dillard scrapping <laughs> at training camp. Three different scraps. We've gone through ten practices, BLG, and in, some of them in a hundred degree heat, mm-hmm. where everybody should be pissed off. No fights. All of a sudden, Andre Dillard wakes up on the wrong side of the bed. By the way, he's scrapping. He beats Derek Barnett in a rep. He's scrapping. He beats Patrick Johnson in a rep. He's scrapping. What do you think? Is he fighting his way out of town? What is what is what is Andre doing? So I think there's two sides to the same coin here. And the one side is that okay, people are happy that he's showing some aggression um, because there's been criticism of that in the past and playing with passion. Um, and then on the other side, there's you know I think was it Chip Kelly or if not many others who have said you know. Play with emotion. Don't let emotion play with you. And yeah. that has been a concern for the Eagles in the past, specifically with him when he did get into a fight with Derek Burnett years ago, and then was kind of very emotional about it and seemed like not in yeah. control of his emotions. Yeah. So, you know, that's the bad side of it. The good side, I think, 
and you know you can't just be scrapping it up like you have to be playing physically and you know play and playing in a way that manifests this you know channels this kind of aggression um that we haven't always seen from dillard who to be clear i think has had a good summer good training camp um but uh yeah i do think you can kind of look at both sides of it there uh i will give him the benefit of the doubt since he's had a good camp and say okay it's it's nice that he's showing some fire but at the same time you know you don't want to be like offensive version of Derek barnett who you're fighting with and yeah. you know, make a big dumb penalty in the <laughs> yeah. game especially coming in off the bench god forbid if my goes down or whatever and all of a sudden you're coming in and and other teams kind of get like the book on you and that you can kind of be rattled and maybe baited into swinging at someone and all of a sudden you're you're losing your backup left tackle you're getting a really dumb penalty so that's the part i would be worried about BLG, if Dillard is still here uh, when the rosters get cut down to 53, will it be more so because the Eagles think, yeah, we got to keep our best left tackles, the most important offensive line position. Uh, Mylotta is great, but he's uh, like every other player, one twisted knee away from going down. That, no, we, we want to prioritize someone who can get the job done at left tackle. We're keeping him. Or... Is he going to be here because he was a former first-round pick and the rest of the league is only offering a conditional fifth that can become a fourth or something like that? If he's still here, will be will it be more because the Eagles value the backup presence of Andre Dillard or the Eagles overestimate what his value will be on the open market? Yeah, I think, well, they, they do do that second thing. So I'm not going to say that's <laughs> not effective. <laughs> but uh, the first thing I, I think is the main reason. I think they value how he's grown i think they value having offensive line depth clearly and i don't think they're in any rush to trade him or some of the other players who kind of like let's say a gardner Minshew, just for example uh, unless they get an offer that they really like they're not just going to rush to sell these guys they have to get an offer that's like hey this is a no-brainer let's just take this we'll we'll take that whatever pick it is and uh, not think twice about it i think that it has to be that kind of situation for those that like dillard or any of those other guys to get dealt um, I want to talk about the deference players. I like to call them BLG. We know the offense, the first team offense, the guys that were available, they played the eight snaps and that was it. Um, defensively, um, Kaiser White uh, makes the big play, sets them up for the 14 nothing win. You saw the guys who played five snaps, three snaps, um, you know, T.J. Edwards has made that leap, I think, deservedly so. Marcus Epps has made that leap, I think, deservedly so. One guy we talked about, what the heck is Derek Barnett doing on that list? I don't know. <laughs> uh, let me ask you what you make of that. How many uh, plays How many plays did Derek Barnett play the other night? I think it was three or four, yeah, let me somewhere in that through. range. I'm looking back, um, yeah. I, I don't I don't know. I mean, I think he's a good, solid, rotational player, although that usually happens when somebody is a first-round pick in a city and they don't live up to expectations, they typically go to another city and they might become a solid rotational player. Hmm. To happen in the same city is bizarre, but the Eagles seem to think way more of Derek Barnett than the rest of the world. Now, I'm not as hard, as, hard on him as, as Jody, Jody's really hard on him. I think he's fine as a rotational player, but I see stuff like that and I go, well, 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 he should be out there. He should be, even if it's trying to 
corral his emotions, as mm. we're saying before, as a guy who makes consistent mistakes. Um, what what do you make of the Eagles um, sort of handling of Derek Barnett? Yeah, I'm looking back at the snap counts here, and he played two, and that's the same amount as <laughs> Brennan Graham played for context. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah. And, I mean, and oh, by the way, I think Brandon Graham was involved in his play. Yeah. Right, tackle right, for right. loss, right? He was away. only out there yeah. for two, and he actually yeah. made a play. Derek yeah. Barnett was out there for two. We never saw him. <laughs> yeah. I, I need that verified. I need to check the tape to make sure he was actually out there for two yeah. plays. I was waiting for him to pop up on the injury report, but mm. no. Not, it's, he, he seems to be healthy. They seem to be paying deference to Derek yeah. Barnett. It's bizarre to me. Except for Andre Dillard. He's not paying any deference. To <laughs> well, no, not Andre. Andre's um, fired up. Yeah, I mean, it's it's strange because, you know, and it, it is to your point about, like, you know, this idea of a change of scenery player. I mean, he's not. He's, he's like how he yeah. tried to kind of sell that. He's not. There's no change of scenery. He's, he's back yeah. here in the same role, nevertheless. Not even like a different role. Like, you're okay. Kind of like we talked about with JJ earlier, it wouldn't wasn't a change of scenery going into 2021, but it was a different kind of role that he would be playing. Barnett's playing the same role too, so um, yeah, I don't know fully what to make of that. I think Barnett's quietly had like a decent summer. I think he's got some pressure. I don't think he's been invisible out there, but I think he's kind of just is what he is, and uh, he's just a guy. I think that's you know a term for a player. Yeah. Uh, uh, what you kind of can ex- you know what to expect from they're not great they're not terrible they're just a guy I think Derek Barnett is just a guy all right uh, I want to ask you about the backup wide receiver position BLG we know it's going to be uh, Brown and uh, Devante good to see him back at practice yesterday look good as a matter of fact at practice uh, Quez made a couple nice catches in the preseason game Pascal and Rager Hmm. Um, both guys, we know Pascal's going to be here. The question is how much he's going to play. He looked darn good for a guy who had been in the hospital for four days with food poisoning. Rager made a couple of play. Didn't look terrible. Would love to see him break one on the return game, which I think could have added to his value. Do you think his value went up, down, stayed flat? If there is someone that comes a knocking to make a deal, uh, would the Eagles deal him? And what do you think that cost is going to be? Did he help hurt or did his value stay flat with his performance in the game on Friday? Yeah, I think it probably stayed about what it is from the game. Um, I think it's possible that Howie Roseman is really working the, you know, the text threads or the phones or whatever. And is trying to, you know, pump him up a little bit, being like, hey, look at these people, these Eagles beat reporters saying that Dylan Rager is kind of having the best camp of his career, which I think yeah. he is. That's also a very low bar. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's going to be much of a market for him. I do think the Eagles would like to trade him, uh, would like to get a decent value for him, not even, you know, like ripping someone off, but just anything that they can kind of take and be like, all right, we can move on here. Um, but I don't think that's going to be available to them. Uh, and to your point about Pascal, I mean, yeah, I, I do. He's pretty good. I think yeah, what good. he is. He looked good since he had a great practice uh, last week. Uh, yes, he's carving up one on ones on Sunday. Yeah. yeah, and and again, the guy lost sixteen pounds yeah. <laughs> recently. Like he, he looks, he looks pretty good given the circumstances. So I think not only is he going to be, he's, he's only he's going to be. I think people think of him as like wide receiver number four. You know, like rotate in, get like you know a, a look here and there. He's going to be a little bit more involved than that. Not to say he's going to like outright start, but he's going to be part of like the, the game plan, especially in the red zone. I think it's an area where he's going to be a factor yeah. in, and then some of yeah. those short guarded situations. Um, so yeah, 
Um, at Brandon Gowton, follow uh, BLG on Twitter. Read him at bleedinggreennation.com. Going to leave you with this one, BLG. We know GMs, man. Undrafted rookie is going to make this team. <laughs> I think uh, it's an ego thing. I, I think Britton Kobe was in the lead. Now he's uh, injured, although he's a bad doctor. Bad. <laughs> he thought he tore ligaments after the game. Turns out it's just a sprain. Um, so that's positive. But I got to tell you, I'm in the Josh Job camp now. All of a sudden, Josh Job is showing up. He's showing up at practice. He's getting second team reps. If I'm going to pick an undrafted free agent to make this team, he is the leader in the clubhouse for me. Same for you, or you got somebody else in mind? I do think he, he did a bunch of good things in practice to deserve to be in that spot, to be with the second team cornerback group there uh, across from Zach McPherson. I do think he struggled a little bit in the game. I think the Jets were kind of like picking on him at times, seemed to give up a bunch of completions, nothing over the top, but uh, a lot of things more so underneath. Um, not enough to demote him off of there, but I want to continue to watch through him through throughout the preseason. The other two guys I would say are, are Covey, as you mentioned, and then Reed Blankenship, who I think has yeah, just always been in like the right spot. It hasn't done anything incredibly flashy or or like super impressive, but he's just quietly always in the right spot. Seems to be able to you know make tackles, like tackle with fundamentals. He he led the Eagles in tackles the other night with eight against the Jets. So. And also probably a guy who might be able to help out on special teams too. So and and the Eagles are just so thin at safety. We were mm -hmm. talking about it earlier. It's not like they have a bunch of established talents there. So he's another one I think uh, is a strong contender. Yeah, I'm a blanket chip guy, and you're right in that it'll probably be more decided about who can actually make a tackle on special teams than anything else. I uh, one of the things we would love to have evaluated in the first preseason game. But to be fair, it's really not fair to even go there, are the uh, offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator. You didn't see anything that you either got really excited about or really <laughs> questionable on as far as either Shane Steichen uh, and his play calling and or uh, the new vision of the defensive coordinator with all these new weapons he got. Oh, except they were on the bench as quickly as possible. Um, you don't take anything out of either Gannon or Steichen's performance in game one, do you? Well, I mean, they did pass a lot, which is, you know, mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. that I That's think, true. Yeah. <laughs> which is they're going to have to do that more this year, at least relative to what they did <clears throat> last year. So there's that. Yeah. And they did it well. So, you know, it's a nice little early sign. And then defensively, um, you know, the big question mark, as we know, with Jonathan Gannon is Ken, you know, his units kind of, you know, produce better against the actually good quarterbacks. And I would yeah. not put Zach Wilson. I, I was surprised, Brandon, how many 40 fronts there were early. Mm -hmm. I thought we'd see, but maybe he's waiting to uh, break that out. Sure. Um, uh, with Jordan Davis in the regular season opener. So I was a little bit surprised by that, but yeah, it was pass, 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 pass. Although Jalen Hurts ran it in for a touchdown. It just got called sure. back. Yeah, but was that a pass play too, or he dropped back? It was, uh, yeah, yeah, it was a scramble. Yeah, that, that would count and, as a and, pass and, play. And, for me. and Jordan Mailata, uh was holding on that play. So yeah, that looked back. that looked yeah. clear. Yeah. yeah, yeah. BLG, you know, you bring the goods every time that you come. His website is a must for all Eagle fans, bleeding green nation. Always a pleasure, my friend. I'm sorry I missed you at camp. Yeah, I would have been able to pick you out of the crowd, uh, but I, I was looking for you. Uh, we'll catch up soon enough, and we'll get you back here on Birds 365. Take care, guys.
Thanks, Brent. Brandon Lee Gout in the Bleeding Green Nation podcasts, day in, day out. Uh, website uh, gives you both opinion and information, which is what you're looking for. I don't know when, like, you turn in here to Birds 365. That's what we try and give you every single day. McMullen and McDonald coming back. We got that much more for you. So stick around. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Mac guys here on Birds 365. Appreciate your uh, streaming on in. It is the first show after the first game, which seems like a month ago. And it was actually wow. only two days. Time flies uh, when you're getting prepped for a regular season, which Eagles are. And I thought they got a good prep out of the game against the Jets this week. Um, the offense uh, gets an immediate score right down the field, 80 yards. Arch throws it six times, completes all six passes. Perfect quarterback ranking, as Johnny has noted a couple of times already yes. today. Can't ask for anything more than that. Yeah. 
And all those positives, which we continue to reiterate that he's a take charge guy. He's a leader. He's got a great attitude. I love all those things. I certainly agree with all those things, but those things get pushed to the back burner. If he's not doing what he's supposed to do when the ball's in his hands, we did exactly that on uh, Friday night. Everything he was supposed to do through on time, through accurately, uh, got it to the right guy, didn't force it to anyone, which I'll be honest and say, uh, listen to you guys, because I'm not there to practice you are, that it's always about A.J. Brown. He did the first A.J. Brown, looks for A.J. Brown, at times forces it to A.J. Brown, and A.J. Brown's good enough to make plays even when he's well covered. You got to be able to spread the ball around in the National Football League, and damn if Jalen Hurts didn't do just that on Friday night. Yeah, I mean, that's... You, you can't criticize Jalen Hurts' performance. You just say it's a small sample size. Don't get too excited. Um, he's not going to keep 158.3. I can guarantee that. No, uh, no. You mean no. by the end of the second regular season game, he's going to be down I'm, from his perfect I'm, quarterback? I'm, 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 I'm going to take the under. Uh, <laughs> if, he does, if he does play, he might not even play. He might finish the preseason with a perfect passer rating, Jody. Because he might not play, but the That's joint true. He's not going to get up. in again. Yeah, Cleveland. So, uh, NFL record, baby. That might be the new uh, record that I cite with the Baltimore Ravens, especially if the Ravens ever lose a preseason game. Um, yeah, that might go down in history. It's the best preseason passer rating of all time. So, um, look, solid performance um, and all positive all positive uh but it is true i will say it's not just aj brown it's dallas goddard dallas goddard actually has more targets in practice than aj brown so it's dallas and aj dallas and aj dallas and aj dallas and aj practice uh, the jets took that stuff away except for the dallas goddard touchdown and he went to different receivers that's a good good sign that's a good sign yeah, you know, I'm going to have to go back. I got the, the game on tape. I watch it live, but uh, I taped it and saved it. Um, was it Sauce Gardner matched up against A.J. Brown for the eighth place that A.J. was out there? That's they took it away. I, I, I don't I, even remember who was covering him in the plays that he was on the field. Yeah, to be honest, I wasn't paying much attention to what the Jets were doing. Yeah, nor did um, I. That's um, that's why I'm asking. <laughs> but I, I, I think it was more of, and like I said, on, on the touchdown, I do know two Jets kind of leaked towards A.J. Brown, and that's how Dallas Goddard um got separation so um i I mean those guys are going to get their targets i don't think anybody's worried about um aj brown getting his targets especially as um a game moves on um he's gonna be a significant presence on the field and that's how he described it same thing with jordan davis on defense his presence is going to help, but he's also going to put up numbers. So you have both best of both worlds there. And uh, this is almost going to come off as uh, uh, sacrilegious. Despite the fact that the Eagles committed two offensive line penalties in what? The first six plays of the game? Yeah. They got, uh, they got a holding on uh, Jordan and a false start. On They had five offensive line penalties 
as a whole. They had three false starts, a holding on uh, Jordan Mailata and a holding later on the great Bill Dunkel, who's now gone. So yeah, sorry, uh, five, sorry. five total, five total. Well, and five total over the course of uh, a whole game is it's high, but it's not outrageous. But two penalties in the first eight, eight snaps with Lane and Mailata, your two studs, your two tackles. And they didn't let that affect them. They just, uh, after they take the, Jalen run off the board. He goes right to Goddard for a 22-yard touchdown. Uh, so you forget about the fact that, hey, guys, come on. Uh, we're trying to advance football here. You can't be taking foolish penalties. Well, right yeah, off the and, you know, people kind of forget, and Brandon brought it up, you know, if, if Quincy Williams wasn't a dummy on that play, it's fourth and five. That's and, true, too. And, 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 and the drive is essentially stopped. They might go for it because it's preseason, but – who knows what happens? Yeah, how many um, did they go for fourth downs the other day? Uh, three or four, four I think, four maybe. Yeah, I mean, I why thought, not? I, I thought for a second there, Dougie P might have been coaching. Yeah, uh, well, I you know, people taking twenty yard. But I was watching. Uh, who was on yesterday? It was a standalone game. I already forgot. Um, yesterday's game was. Oh, they, Las Vegas in they all bleed, Minnesota. Bleed one and three. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Re-air of Super Bowl eleven. Vikings yeah. Raider, uh, Raiders. So, uh, no Kirk Cousins because he tested positive for COVID. Boy, that they have a bad backup quarterback situation. Minnesota, they better. Not hope. a Kellen Mund fan. Uh, oof. He can't beat out Sean Mannion. So, uh, things are not going well for Kellen Mund. I thought he had some talent coming out. So and I, by the way, I think they should force feed him over Sean, Sean Mannion. Figure it out. He's got to be more talented than that guy. But so they're driving the football. I think they're down 14 nothing or something like that. They finally get a drive going, and they end up, they get stopped inside the five, and they're kicking a 20-yard field goal. I'm like, what? what is the point of that in the preseason? You know, they have a good kicker the first time in years, uh, you know, he's going to make a 20 yarder. I mean, why not push the envelope? I like that. The Eagles went for all those fourth downs. Right. Uh, it's the outcome of the game is really rather irrelevant or at least it yeah. better be because the Eagles ended up losing the game. Let's not forget. Uh, it's what you can work on, what you can get done, what you can put yourself in specific situation to test players and, and give them uh, a basis. For what you may- Fourth down. They were four or five, Jody. Four they or were five. four or five. That's four good. or five. That is 80% for the math uh, uh, deficient. That's pretty good. Uh, I am a math deficient, but even I knew that one. Um, uh, yeah, and good for uh, Sirianni, because I'm with you. That's why you play these preseason games is to test yourself. And dropping back on punting is not testing yourself. Even though Sippas hit a couple of decent punts, which you and I have been kind of rolling our eyes on all off season. How do they not at least bring a punter in to compete with them? Uh, they just like flat out like the guy, and he was not bad in the first exhibition game. But that again doesn't tell you anything because he was really good for the first third of the season last year. The last two thirds, not so good. Uh, we shall see. And the Eagles' coverage was not good on special either. And sorry to say, because I know he's got a uh, little bit of a fan base here, 
At least that's what I judge by my social media and or the calls I get on uh, WIP. Britton Covey didn't jump out and do anything. No, and he got hurt. He got hurt, too. And he thought he tore his ligaments. And that's what he told a bunch of reporters. And Nick Sirianni talked about that yesterday. He's like, he's not a doctor. <laughs> he shouldn't have said that. So uh, he sprained uh, uh, He sprained it. So at least his season isn't over. But, yeah, he didn't. He didn't stand out. Um, you know, I mentioned fourth downs, Jody, but third downs, that was probably a big issue. That Not probably. That might have been the biggest issue. They were 5 of 17 on third downs, and the Jets, conversely, were 8 of 15. So that was probably, you know, again, for the majority of that game, you're talking about second, third team players. But the Eagles weren't good on third down. The Jets were good on third down. Right, and that's how you get to five fourth down decisions by not converting on third down. If you keep continue to come up short on third, you're going to have to face those fourth down uh, decisions. And they, as you converted, as you pointed out, converted eighty percent, which is a good number. Um, but you'd like to avoid that altogether if you can. Um, yeah, you guys have talked up Reed Snell a little bit, and again, I'm not there, so I'm taking your word for it that he's looked good in practice. The fact that he's looked better than Carson Strong. I, I think is accurate and which uh, may may have helped by the way the context of watching him next to Carson Strong may have overvalued uh Reed Sinet. So uh, again projection this week and uh the all important dual practices will be Thursday and Friday in Cleveland last year Eagles 4-0 undefeated in the joint practices putting the title on the line baby See if they can continue in that undefeated fashion. Um, but Sunday is the actual game against the Browns. How much do you think Carson Strong's going to play? Are are they completely already over the evaluation? And listen, this guy's not going to make our roster. If we we're cutting him, if we get him through to the practice squad, we'll uh, make that decision when we get there. But or does he still have a chance? as of the preseason game on Friday, uh, to beat I, out Reed Sinet. I I think Reed Sinet did more damage to Reed Sinet than Carson Strong. Carson Strong has been Clayson Thorson-like, Clayton Thorson-like in practice. I mean, he has looked completely overmatched. Can he change it? Yeah. I mean, I you know, if, if, if Borm holds... Jalen Hurts is going to play in this next game. Right. They're going to take that, um, you know, work he's gotten in joint practices and say that's the work, that's the valuable work. And that means Gardner's going to start and be out quickly, I would think, maybe after a couple drives, at the most a quarter, I would think. Then he got a lot of football. You're going to have Reed Sinet play at all? I think Carson Strong will get in there a little bit but boy, I haven't seen even an inkling of he's ready to to even be on the practice squad. Never mean, never mind an NFL roster. I right, Johnny Mac, uh, I brought this up with BLG when he was on, and uh, BLG acknowledged it, and uh, I think we all know it uh, that in handicapping Howie Roseman, who again, Howie, great off season so far, rookie stepped in, Jurgens, Davis. Uh, Nicobe Dean, damn, all three of your first picks look pretty damn good for, and that's the way the process goes. 
how he's evaluated on a daily basis by Eagles Nation and McMullen and McDonald here on Birds 365. Uh, great day on uh, Friday. But you've got the entire track record of Howie Roseman's history. And yes, from time to time, I wonder if they evaluate and put too much of an emphasis on where a player was drafted as to what they've actually shown and who's going to get capped and uh, the fact that uh, there's some ego involved with this. Is there any ego involved with Carson Strong? I know, undrafted free agent, has no effect on the salary cap because he's not top 51, but they did give him over $300,000 in guaranteed money, and that is well-reported and everybody knows about it. And if he's cut and isn't even worthy of a practice squad position because Johnny Mac tells me, man, has he looked ugly in practice. Um, is that going to affect the way Carson Strong is evaluated uh, heading into this game on Sunday? Um, I don't think so. Um, Just money? It, 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 it's, a, it's a rounding error. I mean, if he makes the team – you know, his salary, I forget what the minimum salary, it's over seven, it's seven, 800,000 somewhere. Uh, he's making far more than that. To me, the ego comes into it with undrafted players. Like I was saying to BLG, one of them's going to make the team always. And not just in Philadelphia, every city. So, you know, we always joke about Bo, the defending champion, Bo Wolf of the athletic, uh, we do the roster prediction game. I'm, I, I'm always very cognizant. I got to get an undrafted guy on here because there is always one because the GM wants to say, hey, look, I found Jack Stoll under a rock. And, you know, I thought it was Britton Kobe early. Britton Kobe comes back to the pack. All of a sudden, Josh Joe, uh, Reed Blankenship, uh, you guys mentioned as well. Undrafted guy's going to make the team. Uh, but when it comes to, all right, Carson got 320 grand. Uh, Josh Job got, I don't know, 100 and something. That 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 part of it is just the, the rounding error. I mean, that doesn't mean anything for an NFL team. Other than it does tell you when they signed Carson Th- Strong, they thought he had a chance to be, uh, you know, to be that guy. And they were wrong. That's uh, it, They won't keep him because of that 320 grand. Yeah, that's, that's what I was hoping to hear, and I'm glad you said it, uh, because when you have an opinion and you put your scouts' uh, evaluation to dollars, be they a couple of hundred thousand in guarantees or uh, a value of an NFL draft pick, Uh, They do vary a little bit, but uh, you can read into it that they had a different evaluation than what you're seeing out there on the field. Just better to suck it up and go, all right, we miss on that one. You're allowed to miss. You can't miss all the time, but not every general manager is perfect at every single evaluation they come to because of the information they're given from scouts. It's eventually their call when you get to the final evaluation. You can't get them all right, Howie. You got a bunch right this year. You've had a real good offseason if you have this one. And Carson Strong, hey, uh, that's a Saratella guy. And you know I love Rick, and Rick is uh, always uh, ready, willing, and able to hop on with us. Rick stuck by Carson Strong all year long. Never wavered. Thought he was one of the five best draft-eligible quarterbacks. 
stuck by it. His numbers were solid. We had the whole his degenerative knee thing was the reason why he didn't get drafted and fell all the way through all seven rounds. But Ricky stuck by him, so I've been sticking by him as well. You said he's looked just yeah. well overmatched. No, no. Man, I just looked it up when we were talking, Jody. 850, a little bit over 850. Minimum. So if, 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 if Josh Job makes the team or Reed Blankenship, that's what they're going to be making. So, you know, um, that 320, while it's meaningful, I'm not saying it's not meaningful because it's an indication. Look, he got more guaranteed money than any other undrafted free agent in the NFL. That tells you something, but it, it, it just means you're ahead when things start. Um, you know, it, it it's not going to force a team in that direction. So you're telling me that Jeff Laurie won't pick up the phone and go, and Howie, we still have to write that no, check to? No, he that, won't that, even know it exists. <laughs> 350000 isn't going to be grabbing the attention of the owner of the Philadelphia no, Eagles is what you're no. telling me? And Josh Job got one thirty-five. I'm looking. So Noah Lee's got two forty. He got a ton. He's already on the non-football injury list. Uh, Kennedy Brooks got two forty. Um, uh, uh, poor Reed Blankenship only got fifty-five grand, and he might be the leader in the clubhouse. Um, so that kind of tells you um, that kind of money is not relevant. Uh, in NFL circles. Oh, you know what? I got to check. Um, it just uh, because you mentioned it, it, it dawned on me. Um, would the kid from Brown do this weekend? Oh, well, EJ Perry. I don't know. I don't know. Did he I know he play? got cut and brought back. Um, he got cut already. The Jags uh, had cut him already. Yeah. They cut him and brought really? in Kyle Sloter. No, but he's back. And then they cut Sloter and brought back E.J. Perry. They already cut him once, and then they brought him back. All right. Uh, uh, Trevor actually played. And C.J. Beathard played for the Jags. Uh, yeah, I'm not a C.J. Beathard. They, the guys, uh, the former 49er QBs, yeah. the Mullins and the Beathards Nick Mullins. of the world. Nick made a couple. Nick's on the Raiders. He made a couple plays. I saw yeah, him I, make a couple I plays. saw him yesterday. KP, can't play. <laughs> I basically say the same thing about uh, Beathard, but I don't know about the kid from Brown. But the Eagles actually promised him good guaranteed money but then they decided, no, we're going to go with Carson Strong instead. So they let him out of it. And the kid said, no, okay. I, 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 maybe it was a handshake agreement. I hadn't gotten the paper yet. But the uh, Eagles had uh, also put good money on the table for him as a uh, – Yeah. An what, well, what happened there is the Eagles wanted a quarterback and they put out offers to both. And EJ came right back and said, I'll take it. And Carson Strong – had more options and was weighing and and eventually came back and uh, accepted his. And then the Eagles went back to uh, uh, EJ Perry and said, look, you know, you're going to be way down on the depth chart here. We'll let you out of this. And then he went to uh, Jacksonville, but he's also, I mean, he's not going to make Jack. They have Trevor uh, CJ Beathard, as you mentioned, and uh, is it Jake Luton? Uh, yeah. He played the majority as the third team quarterback. And they brought in Kyle Sloter and cut him. 
they'd cut DJ Perry when they brought in Kyle Sloter. I guess they had an injury. Uh, and then they cut Sloter and they brought back EJ Perry. Um, I think he's still there, but I'm not 100% positive. Yeah, and the Eagles haven't had to do that kind of, uh, that much of uh, dropping and bringing back and filling rosters because they're doing that, protect themselves by not going hard in practice thing. And uh, they, they, they have not been overly burdened by injuries. So roster shuffling has not been all that prevalent here in Philadelphia. All right. They did make a couple cuts yesterday. I asked both Johnny and BLG about that. We'll come back and get John's perspective on who are the next three to go, because something's got to go down by four o'clock tomorrow. It's one of those deadlines. The NFL have kind of condensed the number of cuts that they have. Tomorrow's a cut down day a week later than that. And then everybody's got to be down to 53. I'll come back and ask Johnny, Johnny uh, Mac, who is the grim reaper coming for next on the Philadelphia Eagles? He's McMullen. I'm McDonald. That's Mac and Mac bird 365. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears.
You got your Mac and Mac guys, McMullen and McDonald. We appreciate you streaming in with us here on Birds 365 and all day on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Johnny Mac, what do we from time to time request of our streamers here on Birds 365? Uh, you got to like, you got to share, you got to subscribe, Jody. Got it's, to. It's key for our algorithm, whatever the hell that means. Uh, but that's what they tell us. If you can get the guys to like your show, it will do wonders for you. Okay. Um, I do appreciate the fact that you guys do stream in every single day, but they say, please acknowledge it by hitting the like button. That's the way this whole YouTube thing works. It goes right over my head, but uh, thank you for streaming in. And while you're at it, hit that like button here for us on Birds 365. All right. Uh, the Eagles are not going to hit a like button. They're going to hit a thank you for participating button on uh, three players over the next uh, 30 some odd hours, uh, J Mac, if not after uh, today's uh, gathering. Are they, is today a full fledged day off or a walkthrough? Uh, that's a good question. I believe it's a full fledged day off. Day off? Um, double checking. Uh, da, 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 da. no walkthrough. walkthrough. Walk okay. So, so uh, after today's walkthrough, they made it, or maybe even before today's walkthrough, uh, and uh, none of the media members will know about it because walkthroughs are uh, kind of under wraps. Uh, the Eagles going to cut three more guys, and and every once in a while you'll see a guy who is cut first cut who walks on with somebody else actually becomes a contributing contributing player. Don't happen often. They, they, these are usually still rather obvious cuts. Yeah, ninety to eighty-five is not uh, razor close to making the fifty-three. Typically, uh, fair <laughs> enough. Um, uh, who do you think are the most likely candidates? I'm not going to hold you to this and go, "Oh my God, Johnny Mack, yeah. how'd you only get well, one out already, of already?" I, you know, Dunkel was an obvious one because um, uh, he hasn't performed. But you know, I I looked at you know the guys on the lower end of the roster who didn't play a lot against the jets, typically that were healthy and didn't play a lot. Typically that's a clear indication that they're, you know, not long or um, Eagle green. This, yeah. For this Eagle's life, so to speak. So I looked at um, uh, Dunkel actually played a lot uh, and that was not a good thing for him. But offensively, Devin Allen, for instance, barely played. And I start to think he takes every last rep when they're going through individual drills. He's low man on the totem pole. He's got the track career. He doesn't want to give up. I'm thinking maybe this is just, hey, I made it to an NFL training camp. I got this far. Bucket list. Cross that up. Clearly not going to be relevant to this team. I thought maybe he would be one of the first guys to go uh, defensively. There were uh, Christian uh, Ellis. Uh, he, he didn't play a lot. And when he did play, he got beaten pass coverage twice on the, on the big, what's his name? Is it uh Strebler? Uh, how do you pronounce it? Strebler. Yeah. Yeah. Strebler drive uh, to win the game, got beat a on a couple of occasions. Mario Goodrich, one of those, undrafted corners barely played um and he was healthy that to me is not a good sign we know jj um barely played on offense i thought 
his special teams acumen might get him to the final cut um, to, to 53. I didn't think he was going to make the team, but I am a little bit surprised. The Eagles, as BLG kind of framed it, they might frame it like that and say, well, we're trying to give him an opportunity to catch on elsewhere. Um, so he's obviously uh, one of the guys likely, but those are some of the players that kind of stand out as potential clearly on the bottom of the totem pole and, you know, might be getting that call. Guy, I, I didn't notice the other night while watching the game, um, but uh, you check the uh, snaps played and you say, oh, he did get on the field. I don't honestly remember it, but DeAndre Torrey, who they signed uh, basically before the yeah, game. Said, yeah, yeah. Uh, because uh, they knew that both game well, Boss and Scott weren't going to be playing. Now, they just kept running Huntley and Brooks and Brooks and Huntley back out there again. Uh, Torrey got to play. Uh, if both Gainwell and Scott are back at practice this week and going to be getting, do they keep them through the uh, joint practices against the Browns just because you need more quote-unquote rep guys because you have not only a preseason game, but practices leading up to that. Is that going to keep uh, DeAndre <clears throat> Torrey from being a guy who's an eagle for about 10 minutes? Yeah, probably will. You know, Boston, Kenny Gainwell was back um yesterday boston was not so i mean it was strange that they were only keeping five backs to begin with for training camp that was a little light um so maybe the numbers game keeps him uh in the equation especially with more physical work coming up um against uh cleveland and miami yeah, he might he might be saved by that. They just need they just need a uh, training camp body. Um, and another guy who I want to ask you about, which you know this is going to pain me greatly because when we started doing Birds three sixty five last year, uh, you know how big a Greg Ward fan I was. I'm uh, right there with Merrill Reese as the president of his fan club. And yeah. thought that he was underused last year, could have been used more, uh, been given more of a chance. He catches whatever you throw his way. I get it. He's not going to blow by anybody. He's not a speed guy. He's a possession receiver. Uh, just he and Jalen didn't work as well as I thought they were going to. Um, when you add an A.J. Brown, that's one less receiver position available. When you add a Zach Pascal, that's one less receiver position available. Plus, he's actually been hurt here over the last uh, week to 10 days of camp. Is Greg Ward going to get cut? I know at best he's going to be a uh, d- uh, uh, an inactive guy come game day if he makes the roster way too often for my own liking. Or hmm. is there a chance he's just not even here, J-Mac? Uh, there's a chance, uh, but I do think he was actually helped um, uh, by the Jets game because uh, we didn't see much from Cubby and he got hurt. Uh, Deion Kane, who had been playing well in practice, did not play well. Um, I think he had four targets, one catch, he had a drop. So some of those guys at the back end went backwards uh, he obviously was not playing, but the Eagles know what they have in Greg Ward. They know what he is and he's capable. And I, you know, I can't see them kick 
keeping six receivers. So I think a lot of that has to do with Jalen Rager. Is he here? Is he not here? Um, they're not going to cut Jalen Rager. Um, so if they can't trade him, he's going to be here. And that hurts the the chances of Greg Ward, not only Greg Ward, the Deion Keynes, the Kobe's, and anybody else, Cubbies, the anybody else you want to throw into the equation at the back end of that receiver room. I right, uh, need a procedural question answered from you, J-Mac. Um, and if this is a wink, wink, nod, nod, please feel free to tell me. Um, what did BLG call him? Billy Dunks? William Dunkel was given his walking papers yesterday. Now, the Eagles cannot put their practice squad together until all rosters are cut down to size, and then you can man your practice squad. But yeah. you can certainly have a conversation and a handshake agreement on, we'd like to keep you, we want to keep you, uh, there'll be a spot for you on our practice squad. Chances are Billy Dunks is not getting that type of treatment, but you could, if you so desired, with a guy who got cut this week, say, listen, we really want you for the practice squad. It is the cut down from 90 to 85 too early for something like that to happen? Uh, you mean, yeah, you can't, you can't, are you trying to say, can you put somebody on the practice? Squad? Can you, can you come to an agreement? Do you think? No, you can't come to an agreement. Yeah. You could do the wink wink and you could say, Hey, some teams do that. Cut players early, hoping, um, that, you know, other teams will think, uh, you know, he's not very good if they're cutting him this early. And then they bring him back to the practice squad. It's more of, though, you know, from a strategy standpoint, it's actually better to keep everybody until the very end because then it's so flooded with so many names, um, you know, then you're really liable to get lost. If anybody, like J.J., um, you know, I asked BLG, do you think he'll get claimed on waivers? Uh, and and he said no, and you're shaking your head no. I'm not so sure because, uh, you know, teams are, you know, he, he's out there by himself. You know, there's not, not this big influx of players. And some team, you know, odds are, I would say it's less than 50%, but I think it's a little bit higher. Odds are somebody says, you know, he's a good, he's a good player at Stanford. Maybe we'll put him back at receiver. Uh, Eagles screwed it up. We're brighter than them, that type of thing. Um, it, it, when you're out there by yourself or with a few people, it's always better than if you're out there with inundated. Like every year, and, and Brandon mentioned it, and I mentioned it every year, the average is less than two per team. So everybody says, blah, blah, blah is going to get picked up on waivers. Oh, you can't cut this guy. You can't cut this guy. It's always less than 64. It's usually in the 50 range, 55, 60 at the most. Players that get picked up on waivers, not a lot. Um, for the reason, think about it, Jody. You're in camp all this time, off-season work, the Eagles with their young players. They don't know anything. They don't know about how they do their business with Let's use Detroit because they play the Eagles in week one. They like their young players. They're going to, the vast majority of their practice squad is going to be their young players. They want to continue to develop. Um, 
So people get way too worked up about that stuff. But I would always say if you're going to get on waivers and you hope to be claimed, it's best to to be in a less crowded environment uh, than it is to be in the crowded. Well, I, I get and understand uh, your point of view. Here's the reason why I'll come down closer to what uh, BLG thinks than um of the contract yeah i mean it's next it, exactly and you just told me the three hundred thousand dollars that uh carson wentz is gonna at least pocket carson wentz excuse me carson strong's gonna pocket because the eagles gave him a guarantee even if he doesn't make the team isn't on the practice squad whatever uh jeff laurie won't bat an eye but every dollar in a sense does count he's under the last year of a rookie contract of a second round draft pick. Yeah. So that's not uh, nothing. That that means he's making more money than any of your other undrafted free agents who are right there at the minimum of the NFL. So if you're a team that's saying, let's go grab this guy, it's not only the Eagles who are looking at it, it's the team that is potentially claiming looking at it and going, yeah, you know, if we wait another couple of days, not only do we have to like him, Somebody else has to like them. Yeah, and that's and why I put it. I agree. We're afraid of another team making a claim on JJ Arcega Whiteside when JJ's not a, a oh, Johnny. What do you think the uh, percentage is of the guys who are going to get cut? There are thirty-two teams times five guys, hundred and sixty guys who are going to get cut uh, by NFL teams over the next X amount of hours. How many do you think of them are going to be at the major league, uh, the minor league, uh, the NFL minimum? Out yeah, of the, the vast majority, uh, there'll be a couple guys that they'll try. Same thing in other cities where uh, he's not going to make it here. We'll give him a break. That's the same type of mentality. But the vast majority are going to be back into the roster, guys. Um, I was just, it, and that's why I said it's less than 50%, but. You know, he's not a first-round pick, so his number is $1.169 million, essentially. Uh, that's his uh, base salary. Um, and, yeah, it's probably, you know, teams are going to do exactly what you said, Jody. If they are interested, they'll work out their own deal to get them back down to the minimum. Um, but there's a slight chance that somebody doesn't want to deal with it and say, yeah, he's – you know, we think he's a pretty good player. We liked him coming out. Um, maybe he gets back down to 225. Maybe he can become a contesting catch. Teams talk themselves into crap. Um, and, it, it, and I haven't been paying attention around the league, but if there's a team with significant wide receiver issues, injury issues, you never know. I I put the number probably 25, 30%, a little bit higher than other people would think. Here's the funny thing. J.J. Arcega Whiteside actually has a larger base salary than Jalen Hurts does. Hurts is a million oh eighty two, and J.J. is a million one sixty nine. Yeah. Uh, so he's actually making more. Uh, yeah. Well, be- that's timing because he's in his fourth year of a second right. year deal. So Jalen will spike ahead of that next year. Really? Uh, you think so? He's going to jump past yeah. J.J. Arcega Whiteside? Yeah, it's kind of a given at this stage. No, I, I don't think mean, there's going to be a team I that's going uh, to claim him just for that extra $300,000 that's out there. 
between I, the vet, the 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 minimum uh, in the NFL and what JJ's supposed to make, they'll say no. If he gets through waivers, then we'll put a call into him and say we kind of like you, kid. You want to come here and play for the minimum? They'll try and save that three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, they probably. Jalen's uh, fourth year number is one point three three one million. So that's what he will be playing on if the Eagles don't extend him after this season. One point three three one million, which is a which is a good bargain. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, and you know, I've continually said I still think that's a possibility. Um, most people just dismiss it. Either the Eagles will go get. Well, it's not a good sign. I don't dismiss it. I just, it's not a good sign if that happens. Uh, um, that's an indication that the Eagles don't believe in them. Now, there's a small window. Uh, it, it, it's not only an indication they don't believe in them, but it's an indication they haven't been able to get better also. Um, there is a small window that Jalen plays really, really well. And he goes the Lamar Jackson route and says, I want to bet on myself. Um, but even that is lesser for this reason, Jody, because Lamar was at least a first round pick. And there's a big difference even from 32 and 33, those first round contracts versus those second round contracts. There's at least some financial, and I feel funny saying this, but in, in, in a, in a re- real world sense, everybody would be happy making a million dollars, right? But from a football perspective, you want some security. And first round picks have it, second round picks don't. So they're more liable to push for that extension than a first round pick who might say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to bet on myself. And that rarely happens. The first round guys, they want extensions. I, everybody wants extensions. If Jalen plays well, he's going to want a stinking extension. No question about it. Well, he's going to want it. And as you point out, here's the only thing that could uh, turn that on its head. And I don't get – do you – I'm sure you know, but uh, – I and shame on me for not knowing. Jalen's agent is – Nicole Lynn. Okay. Um, how would you handicap his way of handling players in the NFL? Hard line guy, over evaluated, oh, who's got good uh, relations around the league. Uh, how would how would you look at Jalen's agent uh, with his relationship with the Eagles? Uh, she's a she. Number hey, excuse one. me, I'm sorry. Um, uh, I I miss her name. Would you Nicole say? Lynn? Nicole, yes. No. Most Nicoles are women. My uh, apologies. Uh, but I mean, it's, it's, uh, the one of one agency. So it's more than just her. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're very well respected. Um, and they are not, uh, going to accept playing, uh, under that final year of his rookie deal. I mean, they're gonna, they're gonna want an extension and they see what's going on in the rest of the league. That's why the league's upset at uh, Cleveland. That's why the league's upset about uh, Arizona. All these things affect quarterback contracts moving forward. And we've talked about this a lot. I don't, you know, if Jalen plays well, it's it's no issue. The Eagles are going to want to get something done. He's going to get 
want to get something done and they'll work something out. The Eagles typically work something out. Right. Um, um, I'm just uh, going hypothetical situation here because you know I like to, Johnny Mac. Um, here's here's the one potential really doesn't uh, – something you don't want to see if you're the Eagles or you're an Eagle fan. Jalen has a good year. He jumps into the middle of the pack of quarterbacks. He's down in the 20s now this year, over and done with. Check his quarterback ranking, end of the season – wins 11 games, uh, is the 13th, 14th, 15th ranked quarterback in the NFL. But sitting there at number 10, after only playing four games, is Deshaun Watson. Sitting there at number 12 is Kyler Murray. And Jalen's 14 or 15. But he actually has more wins for his team. Then does Murray with the Cardinals and or Deshaun Watson because the Browns aren't good when Deshaun's not watching playing. And his agents walk in and go, listen, we're not that far off either of these two guys. Yeah. And they're and going truth to. be told, he's a good guy. You don't have to put homework clauses into his contract. We don't have any lawsuits. People come and clawing at us for millions of dollars. So here's where we want to go. And that's above and beyond with either one of those two quarterbacks, Scott. And Eagles go, wait a minute. We we love Jalen, too. We love the fact that he's a leader and he's got high charity quality. But he didn't get past either of those two guys. And you want to jump above him? You want to make him a $275 million quarterback? That's not impossible, Johnny Mac, that the uh, he's asked to come back and play no. on his fourth-year uh, contract because their demands are that outrageous. Um, it's not impossible. Um, but you know, and, and this is why I've said pretty much we, we've been at the ground floor of this discussing this before everybody else. That's why I've been saying forever. This is a very, very difficult decision for the Eagles. Um, because you know what, right now, what Jalen Hurts does for the Eagles is an incredible bargain. It is not an incredible bargain for what it's worth and and what it will be worth on a second contract. Yep. He's got to be better. He's got to be con consistently better for the Eagles to go. Forget about that money. They're not he's not getting Deshaun Watson's contract, you know. Even Kyler Murray didn't get it. Yeah, it everything fully guaranteed. You know, you can talk about the average annual value. That's not as important as the guaranteed money. It, it it's, and that's where it comes down to. If he's the same type of quarterback and he's winning games with his legs, uh, it makes it even more of a difficult decision because you know that's not what the Eagles want. The Eagles want the high-powered passing offense. It's. It, it, you know, people talk about having a nice problem to have. This is not a nice problem to have. Uh, the Eagles have to make a very difficult decision on a unique player. And, you know, Jeffrey Lurie pretty much has to open up his mind and say, do we want to build this team around Jalen Hurts? And that's why I've been saying this for a couple of weeks now. Are we going to pound that square peg? Looked like they were pounding the square peg. It worked in week one of the preseason. But it's throw, 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 throw. 
Now, they did get the call back to scramble, so that plays into it. Very small sample size. Clearly, they want a different type of quarterback. So if that's what you want, you're not going to pay $40 million a year. Just throw that number out there. $35, don't even go that high. $35 million a year for a quarterback that you don't think is the type of quarterback you need to be consistently successful. It is a very, very difficult decision. All right. Uh, the Mac and Mac guy, John McMone and Jody McDonald have to come back, put a bow on the show. I'll make John's life even more difficult by giving him another hypothetical. Uh-oh. That, uh, yes, you're going to have to make a decision here, Philadelphia Eagles, and it will be determined. Everybody hates us. I know everybody in sports hates this, but they realize it's a reality. What other teams do affect what you have to do as far as salaries go and uh, where the positions go and the like. There's a big decision yet to be made in the NFL at the quarterback position this year, and it's going to have a direct effect on Jalen Hurts going forward. Come back, hit that with John McMullen. I'm Jerry McDonald. Appreciate you being here on Birds 365. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears.
hot. Jake, we're rolling right through with us to the end here on Birch 365 Monday edition. Uh, tomorrow, Johnny Mac be off at practice. He'll do his guest spot thing right at the top of the show. And then we got Mike Tanier, Football Outsiders, stop aboard with us tomorrow. Should be fun uh, whenever Mike comes on, does a really nice job. Um, as of right now, you're not going to Cleveland, huh, buddy? Yeah, not that I know of. Yeah. So uh, that's good by me. If you're here by my side, it makes my life easier. I love talking birds with you. So I'm sorry that you're missing out on going to Cleveland. That, that metropolis that is Berea, Ohio. Oh, Berea, yeah. Going to miss the uh, joint practice champions of the world, too. Yeah, yeah you'll I have to rely on Eddie Kratz to give you the uh, final score of that one. Which, by the way, it, it, is that just across the board, all you guys agree on it? Do you actually hold hands? And who won the practice today? Jets uh, or- no, we have not gotten together. Contrary to popular belief, we don't get together and have uh, – meetings and you don't have uh, meetings sit downs yeah i i declared them practice i don't know if anybody else did but most people i've seen did claim oh i think i've seen others writing the undefeated eagles in uh uh joint practice they they won every we're not alone in that uh vein because it was obvious they won every single joint practice last year Understood. All right, let me get one more uh, uh, Jalen Hurts plant uh, point in here before we put the bow on the show. The reason why I've continued to say that it is not impossible. It's actually, to me, I've said this, it's the most likely scenario. There's a possibility Jalen Hurts is great this year and that he jumps up into the top 10 quarterback perfect right in now. the national football league <laughs> he is perfect right now john and i are both taking the under on that one don't think uh. he can sustain perfection but so far so good uh but he has a really good season and makes major strides and improvements and uh unquestioned the eagles have to keep him they want to keep him everybody loves him as a guy and a leader and everything out boom they get the contract done or he just comes out and by week four, McMullen is telling me, I told you they had to stick with running the football. They mm. had to become a passing team. They got to do what they got to do. They're going to do the same thing this year. They're going to go back to running the football because it gives them the best chance to win. If that's the case, if we're four weeks in and Johnny Mack is selling this and he's doing so with authority, Jalen Hurts isn't going to be the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles in 2023. They're going to go in another direction. Hook, crook, draft, however they have to do it, they're going to go in another direction. Or there's the middle. And I think the middle is what's most likely to happen, that he's going to be better. He's going to be improved. He's not going to crack the top 10. He's not going to crack the top 12. At best, he's going to crack the top half which I don't know if he's going to be 16 or 17 or 18. And the Eagles are going to go 40 million. Really? We got to go 40 million on this guy who's middle of the pack. Uh, We're not necessarily going to go there. And when the draft shakes out that Stroud and uh, Young are the two best quarterbacks and the Eagles don't have the ability to get up to one or two in a draft to get another quarterback and they're looking at Tanner McKee from Stanford and they go, 
we're we're not sold on Jalen, but we're also not sold on another quarterback in the draft who's not one of the top two football players in the draft. And they go, all right, let's give him one more shot. Let's roll it back again. We saw progress in Jalen. He got better. Now we need another jump this year, and we can get him for really cheap and really work on the rest of the team. And I still think that can happen. And what can push that more than anything else, John, well, I shouldn't say more than anything else, but a contributing factor, if Lamar Jackson plays on the final year of his contract this year, that they've got the uh, clause where they can just uh, franchise tag him and keep him around thereafter. But if they don't get a deal done with Lamar Jackson, it will almost give the Eagles the, the, uh, the confidence to go, all right, yeah, we'll just play it out. And if we got a franchise tag, we franchise tag him. Um, we got him for cheap again this year. I know he doesn't want it, but it's the best interest of the Philadelphia Eagles. That's what we're going to do. So do you agree with me that Lamar Jackson's contract situation, because the best running quarterback in the National Football League is Lamar Jackson. The second best running quarterback in the National Football League is Jalen Hurts. There are some sim- similarities between those two players, both in the way they play and their contract situation. Do you agree that uh, Lamar's situation has an impact on Jalen's? Um, yes and no. I mean, Lamar, you know, because he's a first round pick and this is the difference between a first and a second round pick. And again, he indicates it better than anybody else because he was the 32nd pick in the draft. And the difference between 32 and 33 is astronomical. How astronomical? Well, 2021, he made, uh, I'm, I'm trying to look it up real quick as I'm doing it. He made $1.7 million, one just under 1.8, actually. But you got the fifth-year option. And the fifth-year option, $23 million. So Lamar Jackson is making a lot of money this year. Uh, not what he could make, but he's at least making a lot of money. And there's a little bit more wiggle room to bet on himself and all that kind of stuff, uh, which is what he's doing. Plus, he's a unique guy and he doesn't have an agent, um, which plays into it as well. And Jalen has a very good agent at a very big agency. And, you know, they're going to be fighting for his rights. Um, So there's a lot of differentials. What, what, what I can tell you is that the Eagles will make a decision next year. I can't tell you what that decision is. It will be clear, and it might not even be immediate. They might draft a quarterback like you mentioned in the first round. They won't be in a position to get Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, and they might say, so-and-so is not ready yet. Let's let Jalen Hurts play out the fourth year of his contract. And that's what I say, but it might not be immediate. But the Eagles will make a decision next year, and it will be clear to everyone. Jody McDonald, John McMullen, all the fans. In the worst-case scenario, lame duck. And the Eagles don't want a lame duck. They don't want a franchise tag. They don't want to worry about that. That's not how they do business. Other teams do business like that. And I'm telling you, the Ravens could be one of them. Um, but the Ravens want to sign Lamar Jackson. And that's that's kind of what I'm saying. They want to sign. They've made it clear. 
that they want Lamar Jackson. The Eagles will make it clear what they want at the quarterback position. Yeah, that, uh, that's my that's and my I like the Ravens general manager. I think he's really good. Uh, the Cosmo very uh, good. Got a lot very of good. Uh, certainly good vibes around the NFL, and people respect him. Um, his owner is. He's a bit of a big mouth, just my opinion on Bashati. Steve Bashati. I don't know that, that they've continued to say that they want to get the deal done with Lamar and they appreciate Lamar and they know what the market is. I've been a fly in the wall in those negotiations between Bashati and uh, the player and his mom. I know it's a unique situation, even an off putting situation. But I, I can't make the statement that the Ravens want to pay him and Jamar. I, I, maybe maybe they're trying to hold off and not give him Deshaun Watson type money, which he deserves. If if you're sitting right here right now and you say, here's what Deshaun Watson got, why should Lamar Jackson take any less? I agree with that. He should get at well, least what Deshaun got. I, I mean, it's not going down. So, you know. That's my point. It, 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 it's not going, but I mean. Um, unless you don't believe in the player, uh, which I don't think is the case in Baltimore, um, the the price is, is going to continually go up. So whenever they make the long-term deal, um, they're going to pay more than it would have to pay today. Um, so most of these smart organizations understand that. Now, if you're worried about injury and things like that, Maybe it works out for you down the line. Maybe he hurts himself and you get a break from a salary cap standpoint. But I, I don't think that's the way they're doing business. And in fact, if he had an agent, I think he'd be signed already. I really, that, I really, that, that I certainly would agree with you. Uh, sometimes we agree, sometimes we disagree, but that's why you got to tune into Birds 365 to find out why I'm right and Johnny Mac is wrong <laughs> or the other way around. Uh, partner, uh, off the practice tomorrow, we'll get you up as a guest right at the top of the show. At the top of the show, Mike Tanier, Football Outsiders, in the nine o'clock hour. We'll be on a little bit later. And who's going to be my co host tomorrow? Do you know, John? It's a good question. We'll ask Tom. I got, I got no bloody okay. idea. You're going to have to turn in, nor do you. So that means you're going to have to turn in right back here on Birds 365 to see who's filling in for John McMullen. We'll do it in two and two. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.